Welcome to TNS, the new school at Commonweal, a collaborative learning project exploring nature, culture, and consciousness. Join us now for Caroline Casey and her Stella Coyote Memorial Summer Solstice Tour with featured artist Amakela Gaston, drumming, singing, and calling in the spirits. Well, welcome to Commonweal and to the new school at Commonweal. My name is Kira Epstein. I'm the program coordinator. And I want to welcome you. And so without further ado, I want to introduce Caroline Casey and Ami Kayla. Welcome team, welcome allies at this powerful time, this dark, dark, dark of moon leading us right to the new moon as we convene. So it's a powerful time, this solstice into dark of moon, into new moon. So it's the height of the sun and the dark of the moon. It's about, you know, on stage and backstage. And of course it hums and resonates the powerful August 21st eclipse that is uh, unfolding on, across our country. It's as though the backstage god said, uh, this, America really needs a full-on eclipse. Let's sweep the entire country there. Whoa. Um, it, is, it is traditionally the downfall of tyrants, uh, so, you know. <clears throat> so uh, we, we want to, at this crossroads, this crossroads, traditionally powerful times, where everything that everyone does matters enormously. And part of our theme, because this is a powerful magic time, is you know, what is unique to our rogue species aside from our bad manners? And it may be uh, that it is our capacity and responsibility to syncretize, to borrow qualities of plants and animals that we admire, you know, uh, to, and, and this powerful time of conjuring. So uh, Ami has Elegba to open the pathway for us. Uh, Elegba is the guardian of the crossroads. You know, and think of it this way, that we're all sort of double-weighted, you know, standing on two feet, you know, even on your little chair. And then as we, we switch, uh, we, we shift the weight from, you know, to one foot, which makes one foot Saturn stable and the other foot Uranus free. And we swing, you know, the liberated foot across the threshold of the crossroads. And then we feel around for sturdy purchase. And then when you find sturdy purchase, then that becomes the stable Saturn foot. And we swing the other one through, and we're through. OK, well, by the end of this evening. Um, so, Ligba. <laughs> Hey, chon chon, na be, 
Some of you have been hanging with me for a while, and some of you were like, what? Um, so, <clears throat> what is this? So, uh, for all of us, we have Muti. Muti is from the Sangomas of South Africa. It means power and medicine, reminding us that we don't source power. Uh, we invite it. We invite it. You know, and what goes on at the solstices for 20,000 years? It's the earliest form of ritual magic that we're engaged in now with the ancestors behind us. And so it was, oh, literal and metaphoric light of sun, you know, come on in, you know, and illuminate this writing, this painting at the back of the cave. Uh, this is the story we want to animate. So again, the modern world's uh, giant mega life-threatening kerfuffle is that it's mistaken dominance and control for power, and Pluto would chime in and say, let go of control so power can come on in. So the muti I have is from... Uh, late great ally, St Stella Coyote, Coyote hair. Ha, ha. Oh. Oh. <laughs> and Syrian tobacco from when that was also beautiful and other mysterious herbs and spices. And, and so we, we, we think of our uh, trickster coyote creation myth that says long before there were humans, there was trickster. And trickster sets the whole thing going, Choom! with a sizzle of lightning. And that lightning spark of indigenuity, you know, moves through all flora and fauna, you know, and every now and then it's orthodoxed or inquisitioned or constrained, so it becomes a great escape artist. Lewis Hyde says, Coyote is lucky if enough con men show up to school her or him, and so we go, we are very lucky. <laughs> you know, um, and then it sizzles all the way through flora and fauna, everything into our hearts and bones and blood right now, awaiting this moment where we say, O oh, spirit of liberating trickster, compassionate trickster, uh, residing within each one of us now, awaiting this powerful moment, open the path before everyone here that they may contribute their gifts to the community in a way that is replenishing and the most serious, dedicated fun possible. Okay. So, yes, yeah, so we are gathered this, this, this wedding night the, when, when we are lucky enough to have a new moon after right after the, the, uh, the solstice, you know, it's like, ooh, it's the wedding of all that's been falsely estranged. Intellect and heart, science and mysticism, everything wants to come back together uh, to rejoin the choreography of creation, you know, in the metaphoric garden of conscious kinship. So we're here to do that. So, yeah, so, so yes, it's true. Um, uh, my, my, my great companion, Stella Coyote, uh, her father was a coyote, her mother was a dog, so again, between worlds, between worlds being. And as we speak of everything tonight, think of it as also part of oneself. You know, we are all ancient beings in a modern world. We're all part wild and part domestic. You know, it's an interesting experiment. So, so this is uh, the Stella Coyote Memorial Solstice Tour. She approves um, so many things I've learned from her that I want to kind of, uh, I vowed to her to tease into all of our hearts uh, that we may treat her people respectfully. So um, I, 
I, uh, I don't know what the proper term is, I suppose adopted or engaged or first uh, met Stella Coyote when she was just a puppy um, and thought, ooh, okay, it's an experiment, it's going to be a daunting experiment because at the age of six weeks when I went to pick her up, she killed a rabbit in front of me and it's like, oh, we're in for some surprises here, whoa. And I love Mary Oliver saying, she has a wonderful poem, you know, I sing in praise, I sing in praise of this and that, and it ends with saying, I sing in praise to the coyote that came at me with its strong teeth, bared, ah, and then at the last moment, smiled. You know? So it's kind of like that now. It's like, oh no, oh no, okay. You know, so here we go. So, so many things, again, in the, in the underworld, the, the realm of Stella. Stella was not fond of humans, really, um, even though no human had been mean to her, but I was always apologizing for what our people had done to her people. Um, and saying that, you know, some of us are trying to be more respectful. And she's like, speed it up, okay? Um, <laughs> and, and that quality of, um, she taught me many things. She taught me the difference between sentimentality and grief. When her best friend, Captain Moondog Wolfie, died or was dying and then died, um, she loved him more than anything, more than anyone, uh, but not sentimental. And here's the, where, where you can feel the difference. Uh, when he was dying, she was like, I love you more than anything, but you're dying and I'm gonna eat your food. <laughs> um, um, and when he died, again, she grieved, but was not sentimental, and it only increased her desire for life. Arr, I'm gonna live, I'm gonna live. Uh, and we're, we're engaged in, you know, what is the con, the, the toxic mimic of the authentic thing, you know, and what is the real liberating trick? You know, and so just for our purposes of discernment, we go, you know, grief is authentic and therefore in some deep, deep way liberating. Sentimentality is kind of the toxic mimic that prevents actual grief from taking place. So uh, I think of her as a keeper of democracy in some weird and trippy way. Um, but we are syncretizing as a sacrament. We want to syncretize. Um, I love the compassionate trickster. I can't really say that Stella was extremely compassionate, uh, often viewing me dropping a large heavy brick on my foot going, how interesting. Um, uh, and then also, you know, she, uh, we have bred dogs to no shame, but coyotes know no shame uh, at all, only how can I get away with this? Um, so we all get to, we don't want to be completely coyote, we want to be a mix of everything. I like kind of Egypto, Aikido, you know, alchemy, you know, we're, we're all syncretizing from everything that's ever been meaningful to us and all the plants and animals that we admire as well. Um, but the, the antics of Stella and her humor, because um, she would smile at the end, uh, and being a, a between-worlds person in the early days, you know, uh, she'd be out in the yard, you know, building her little survival hut, but she also really liked inside because she thought one of the best things about humans was pillows. She's like, you can take the rest of humans, pillows, and sometimes music, but that's really it. Um, so, so I would go out in the, in the dark of winter, you know, and, and if I came up to her too fast with, without a slow respect, she would go, Aah. she would be ancient and snarly and wild, and I'd sit, sit down very calmly and have to enter into ancient time and then go, Want to go inside with pillows and food? Yes, okay. <laughs> you know, so, um, you know, and then again, getting away with stuff, not, not, uh, not learning a lesson. Um, so once she stole an entire cooked chicken um, and, uh, you know, bones, cooked bones very bad for animals and she was like, oh, I don't feel so good. And I was like, oh, okay, massage. So on day three, she went out to the yard very purposefully and she dug a triangular pit was, she'd never done that before, into which she hurled. Okay. And then she covered it up with her little pointy nose and danced on top of it. 
and then she drank some of her pee, and she was fine. Um, <laughs> just keep, keep that in mind as a, as a, as a, as a dynamic possibility um, in your magic backpack. So, um, so I thought, well, maybe she's learned her lesson, right? No, no, no. Um, so a couple days later, I was taking a roast chicken out of the oven, and she dove between my hands and took it out into the yard. But she was like, I've learned to chew better now. Uh, 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 uh. So we, we, we love those things. Um, so also, she taught me that often admiration can trump aggravation. Uh, so sometimes she would decide that a door would be convenient for her through a wall, and she would bite her way through the wall and create a door. I created a door. I go, cool. And sometimes she would come in to Moondog the wolf uh, then and, uh, and say, I've shredded the bed for us. And we're like, oh no, the bed was already shredded. And then sometimes we would lie down you know, in bed and, and Stella Coyote would go, one more thing to make it perfect, and she'd pee in a circle around us and we'd go, oh no, that wasn't actually admiration, that was more aggra aggravation. Um, but, but I love, you know, and, and the, the wolf was appalled, going, what, what heathen have you brought into our midst? This is disgusting. Um, but, but again, that, that model of, uh, you know, learning, learning, and part of why I bring up that, that I live with uh, a part wolf, uh, who is an ancestor now too, and, uh, and Stella Coyote, and that I've lived with a coyote long, for 19 years, longer than I've lived with a human. And I go, huh. Uh, sort of like a fairy tale in a weird way. But I, but I know these peoples, these wolf coyote peoples, and part of the beauty of the sky story right now is that Saturn structure and discipline and Uranus wildness and coyote are trined to each other. They're in har harmony. Uh, these are the what's called the ruling planets of Aquarius. Do we have Aquarians here, just for the fun of it? Yes, Aquarians, anthropologists <laughs> from outer space studying curious Earth customs. Thank you very much. Uh, so it, it's safe to come out now. Um, so part of, part of what I've loved for a long time since hearing this uh, is that uh, on Earth as it is in heaven, so wolves and coyotes are mating as an evolutionary advantage due to the stresses we're putting on everyone. And wolves, they do play every 30 minutes, no matter what, even when they're hunted, even though they must hunt, uh, they do play to keep their intelligence alive, again, important for us. And their, their wolf criterion of leadership is, in, is charisma, which in wolf culture means who initiates play best. Um, it's the wolf that initiates play and engages the ingenuity of the pack that is the alpha. And we go, right, because, because we want to inhale our Saturn authority from where we might have outsourced it to murderous, vulgar embodiments of American sociopathy um, and, you know, and inhale it and then uh, going out, outside. So because Jupiter is rising in the east now, the quality of blessings and stories, and Jupiter says to each one of us, I will make each one of you wealthy by the power of your dedication and definition this night. Um, so the wolf, the wolf coyote mix, uh, scientists call them koi wolves, I like to call them wolfotes. Um, and so the evolutionary advantage, you know, wolves very, very, they, even though they play, they have a Saturn structure uh, of great responsibility. Everybody's got a job in the pack. Coyotes, not so much, you know, this wild, mad ingenuity. Um, so the, the ad, the, the advantage is to have and contribute to a supportive wolf pack that encourages everyone's unique coyote, right? And since Jupiter says, uh, I'll make you wealthy by your definition of wealth, we go, well, well, that might be good to have and contribute to a wolf pack that encourages everyone's uniqueness. And, that, and that's part of what we can do uh, tonight and through this season too. Everything wants to be thrown into the cauldron. 
the divine wants to be liberated from past confines of human imagination. You know, so uh, we throw everything into the cauldron, all spiritual teachings, every, it only does things good to be thrown into the cauldron, blah, 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 blah. And with the criterion, you know, does it guide people to their own autonomy? Check. Is it equal Mars and Venus? You know, equal men and women? Is it equal humans and the rest of our, our fellow relations on this planet? Uh, is the trickster welcome? Yes, we ladle it out. No, we throw it back in for another round of bubbling. That's part of our dynamic. So um, I also love, I know some people get grumpy about the dog whisperer going, ah, oh, dog whisperer. I love the dog whisperer. Because um, <laughs> we want to be politician whisperers, and these principles can be teased really well. So the dog whisperer would say, uh, you never correct a dog when you're upset. Or just take this, tease this into everything. You know, and, and even effective speech in a hot climate. Um, so you never correct a dog when you're upset because to dog mind it means you're unstable uh, and if you're the head of the pack, the pack won't survive so they have to get the car keys from you and take over. Um, <laughs> so you never, you never correct a dog when you're upset. Uh, I, I like that because even when Stella Coyote would leap on the stove and take the bubbling pot off the stove in her little mouth, you know, land on the floor splattering two-thirds of the bubbling soup and take the third out to the yard. And it's like never correct a coyote when you're upset. Um, but again, we all, it's aspiration. It's aspiration. There we go. Um, another thing from the dog whisperer is that you never use a dog's name for anything but praise and love. And that's a good thing for us to tease also our names. May our names only, you know, you never go, you know, our names are, are, are sacred and powerful. Also for, for our, our spiritual political uh, ingenuity, you know, um, the dog whisperer says, you know, nobody and dogs don't like the word no, no. Um, but, but hey, hey, to break the trance and then go, hey, over here, over here, there, who's a good politician? Yes, you are, there we go, <laughs> who's a good, over here. You know, it's part of our, uh, the theme also of, of the trickster dynamic that I love and of Stella Coyote, which is no rules but guidelines. And uh, I've been doing little bits of Aikido, actual Aikido, I love the philosophy, but, um, but in, in one Aikido class they go, never, never block an attack, guide it, right? And I did just get back from Egypt in, in, uh, in late April, um, and in Egyptian iconography, if something's in front of you, like a cobra, it's your adversary, which means coming towards you. If something's beside you, it's your ally. If something's in back of you, it's your protector. So again, if something's coming at you, either you, you, you guide it, going, funda, or, or, but you also invite it you know, as an option to become an ally, and as another option to become a protector. As, as part of these themes. But so, hey, hey, is, is, a, is a, a crucial dynamic. So we are here um, at this powerful, uh, not only is it a new moon after the solstice, uh, or almost new moon, right? This is a time when traditionally when everyone would gather to determine the course of culture and what story do we want to animate. But for bonus points, June 23rd is the holiest, <laughs> is the holiest day in New Orleans. It's called High John Eve when High John the Conqueror, the trickster redeemer of the South, and Marie Laveau, the great voodoo queen, they walk the streets, even in Bolinas. <laughs> um, so High John the Conqueror is a, is a great trickster redeemer, uh, and the trickster redeemer you know, is interested in liberating everyone and the land, and not counting on, but willing to liberate even the tyrant who has hardened their heart. And that's the difference between kind of orthodox hero and 
trickster hero, which is what we want now, you know, in, in all of us. So the ancestors are very, you know, cooperators are standing by. So it's good also in this deep, deep time, this dark, dark, dark of the moon time, you know, what are the cooperators standing by? And to honor the ancestors, and Ami has a way of guiding us to do that. Mm-hmm. So if everyone can just put their hand on their heart, and we're going to make a heartbeat, and you're going to call out the names of your ancestors while I sing this song. Ahumba waori Ahumba something you can take home and do. It's uh, to keep the pathways open between onstage and backstage and the living and the dead. There's a beautiful ritual done often in the morning, but I'll show you now. You just take a a cup of beverage out. uh, A a top is useful. uh, Because you, you make a circle with it and a cross within the circle, and you lightly throw it through. And then you pour a little libation. You go, for the beloved dead, and you, and you see who's there, you know. And uh, these, are, these are big mysteries that love, you know, not constraining certainty but liberating mystery. And because sometimes it's like, oh, Marcelino, you're there at the front of the line again. Okay, that's very like you. <laughs> um, and you pour a libation for the beloved dead who show up. You know, and then you pour another libation for those whose names are lost in the mists of time. And then another libation for those whose bones and blood lie beneath and upon this earth. And then you raise your cup and you go, we, the living, salute you. To keep, to keep this, uh, this brewing. So in, in, in brewing this and going, you know, who wants to show up and, and all of that, you know, and, and the living and the dead, I, I have some fun partners. Um, it's also think, to think of who do you want to partner with as unlikely kind of allies. I, did, I couldn't help but notice that Pope Francis and Philip K. Dick are born on the same day. And I go, I think, I think that's a fun syncretization, right? And uh, Bernie Sanders and Marie Laveau within a day. And we go, that's good too, you know? And, and so to imagine, you know, the kind of ancestors syncretizing, you know, in back of us. Um, and um, so, so I, I also was, was remembering, you know, thinking of, of the, this beautiful, you know, small but hugely hearted being, Sela Coyote, uh, who, who uh, died on June 12th after 19 years, right? So we had a great run. Um, but I was, I was remembering Lauren Isley talking about Odysseus and his dog Argos, because at the end of the Odyssey, uh, it's, it's the dog, um, 
Argos that is the only one that recognizes uh, Odysseus when he gets home. Um, so, I, but I just ran across the treasure trove of Lauren Isley, and I want to invite him as a beautiful ally, as a beautiful wedding of biology, science, and kinship, you know, dedicated to that. Um, because part of the rewedding of what's been falsely estranged is that, you know, science and knowledge and mysticism were very happy together. Um, science and fairy tales and myths, uh, cultures Im embedded symbolically their scientific knowledge in fairy tales and myths. You know, the anonymous is the Venus orbital cycle. Um, there's a great essay by William Irwin Thompson uh, on the, uh, the fairy tale Rapunzel in which he teases from it the entire biological history of the Earth, the, the orbital cycle of the Moon, Mars, and Venus, and sex and death, and, I mean, and more. And it, re and it really is in there. Wow. So when the Enlightenment, uh, alleged Enlightenment came along, the unsupervised Mars team said, we don't need these symbolic languages like astrology uh, or fairy tales or myth. We want just knowledge, just knowledge. And so what it did is it stripped knowledge from its moral mythological compass guideline mm -hmm. that all knowledge be used with an understanding and a dedication that it benefit the entire, the entire collective world. And we go, ah. So, um, so Lauren Isley is great. Um, he says, while wandering a deserted beach at dawn, stagnant in my work, I saw a man in the distance bending and throwing as he walked the endless stretch toward me. As he came near, I could see that he was throwing starfish, abandoned on the sand by the tide, back into the sea. When he was close enough, I asked him why he was working so hard at this strange task. He said that the sun would dry the starfish and they would die. I said to him, I thought he was foolish. There were thousands of starfish on miles and miles of beach. One man alone could never make a difference. He smiled as he picked up the next starfish, hurling it far into the sea. He said, it makes a difference for this one. <laughs> I abandoned my writing and spent the morning throwing starfish. Um, and, and I love that again, you know, in, in one is many. In one, Stella Coyote is all coyote people. And, and how I got, um, you know, just uh, Stand Up Coyote as a moniker and also Coyote Network News is when I was out, uh, Shortly after I'd adopted Stella, she was a puppy and she liked going inside, but she didn't trust people or the house sitter, so she wouldn't come in. And I was walking on Point Reyes uh, on the beach and um, a coyote came up quite close and I go, hello, I, I live with one of your people. And it's like, yeah, whatever. Um, and, but right exactly at that moment on the other coast, Stella Coyote trotted into the house. And I go, it is all telepathic communication. It is all this. And a friend of mine, um, uh, living in Providence, Rhode Island, uh, spent a year getting one elephant in the zoo freed, right? Mm. One being. Um, this elephant had been chained in the zoo for 30 years with mm. manacles on and a small little container. It hadn't seen a, another elephant for 30 years since all of its relatives had been killed mm. uh, when it was captured. And she worked at it for a year. She worked at it for a year. She got it liberated. Uh, she went with it to a Texas sanctuary. It hadn't seen another elephant in, in, in 30 years. They let it out. There was another elephant there in the lake. They ran towards each other, trumpeting, and then they ran into the lake, splashing. And we go, never too late to have a good time. Wow, never too great. late to have a good time. Yes. You know, and again, the micro to the macro. You know, kindness done to one is good for the entire collective. Um, so Lauren Isley also says, perhaps the creature of so much ingenuity and deep memory is almost bound to grow alienated from his world, his fellows, and the objects around him. He suffers from a nostalgia for which there is no remedy upon earth except as it is to be found in the enlightenment of the spirit. Some ability to have a perception, a perceptive rather than an exploitive relationship with his fellow creatures. 
So one of the, one of the deals with the, of Stella Coyote is that, again, dogs know shame, coyotes know, all telepathy, all wheel and deal. You know, very New Orleans, very voodoo, you know, what, what anthropologists call transactional spirituality. You know, I give you this, how about this, whatever. And, um, and I love this because, um, you know, two things that I, I keep with me is when I first uh, met Stella, I hosted a Lakota elder on the radio, and we were talking about coyotes, and he goes, nothing more smart and ingenious and revered. And, and he said, you know, we Lakota didn't hunt alone. Uh, every uh, so often, those gifted at trance would go into a reverie and broker a deal with the wolves and coyotes, and we would all hunt together for a season. Mm. And if you want to destroy a culture, destroy its capacity for respectful collaboration across borders, engaging in trance, right? So I, lo I love that. And at the same time, what I, what I syncretize with that is a wonderful friend, Robinette Kennedy, who's wonderfully spicy, she who said, what if the idea of matriarchy is a patriarchal concept? <laughs> which, is, which, is, which is fun, um, as opposed to actual equality, which would look like a matriarchy because we're so whacked out. Um, you're listening to a pre-recorded TNS event with Caroline Casey. So I loved syncretizing those things, and she also then said, you know, the modern concept of worship is so infantile. You know, you are great, now give me this thing. And she said, in hunter-gatherer <laughs> society and throughout the Mediterranean, she lives in Crete half the year and rural Georgia half the year because we're all experiments. Um, she said, there was great reverence and respect between the backstage and visible very present now, and the onstage visible. Um, but she said, but it was a much more collaborative relationship that the backstage invisible spiritual world seeks incarnational invitation as much as we seek communion with it. And I go, I love this. Mm. And I, I love wedding these things as well. You know, as long as we have a hierarchical spirituality, we're gonna get Donald Trump, you know? So it's again, withdrawing our complicity on every kind of level and this idea of, you know, collaboration. And again, that's the solstice, inviting in, inviting in. So, um, but with Stella Coyote, again, it was all telepathy. And I tell some of these stories a lot, but uh, it's, uh, they're here. Um, so when she first arrived, again, aside from doing many uh, frightening and terrible things, um, she also did another ritual. Uh, you know, what is distinct from us and animals? So little. Um, so every night at 2 a.m., she would gather things from around the house uh, rocks, underwear, I mean everything, and put them in a circle, and then she would throw them in the air and kill them, she would animate them and kill them sequentially, and then she'd run around and bite me in the wolf dog. And the wolf dog was like, what the hell? Um, so I would put my forehead to hers, because she really liked that, um, and say, okay, I can see you're a great artist um, of destruction and creation, um, and uh, so here's our deal. Wheel and deal, wheel and deal. Um, here's our deal. Uh, I will guarantee you art supplies, um, and you will have Moondog, and you will, you know, my job is to keep you safe uh, and great food. And uh, in return, we will exchange, you know, may it be of mutual benefit. We give up something and we gain something from our adventure. Um, so, so you don't need to do this bitey thing anymore. And so she didn't. She did many other terrible things, but she never did that thing. And it's like, all right. Um, I love a friend of mine said that the best horse trainers were gypsies and Irish um, because they would always send the, send the horse a picture, you know. And whenever I would return home, entheogenically enhanced, which was fairly frequently um, late, lately, um, Stella Coyote would go, now you're in my world. 
You know, now, now we're in this kinship realm, these, these sacraments of kinship, whatever opens us up to kinship, because it's all imagery. You know, and I also love what the dog whisperer had to say, um, because with the wolf and the coyote on leash, especially very aggressive, I, I'm going to kill you. I, I, um, you know, and um, so if we saw a dog or even sometimes another human, um, they go, I, 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 and I would pull them to one side, and they go, I, 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 I. Um, and the dog whisperer said, Avoid nothing, avoid nothing. You know, um, and, what, and, and animals see what, what is in our minds. So when you see like, oh no, I hope, I hope they don't do RRR, that's what they do. Um, and this is also important to tease these experimental playfulnesses into our realm of engaging in collective politics and everything as well. Um, and so what the dog whisperer said is only set a line of where you're going. Avoid nothing and go straight through, straight through anything. You know, um, you know, and just set that magnetic thing, and, and it worked. It was like, we're going right there, even though there's spaceships landing, you know, with cats on them, <laughs> even though we're just going right there. We're just going right there. And, and it, again, we're, we're all gathering and syncretizing everything we've ever learned from diverse things. When I was in the Yucatan once at a kind of, you know, waiting for airplane at a conventional hotel, um, there was a pool with a slippery log on it, and nobody could quite, you know, walk across the log to the other side. Um, and there was a Mayan guy right on the other side, and he just gestured to me, going, don't look down, only look at where you're going. And I did, and I walked all the way across the thing, and it was amazing. Um, so again, you know, <laughs> part, of these, part of our skill set, too, which is, you know, we are here to not be snookered into polarity, you know, um, but again, to look where we're going, you know, but also to spiral, to spiral the Aikido, you know, no blocking but guiding over there, you know. And may it be also with Jupiter rising in the east that we all become really skilled at invitational story craft. It's like, hey, not that, but over here, which is especially important with this relentless war on life that is happening all around us, so cruel, you know, but, um, but it is that idea of, you know, um, as the razzle-dazzle swindle becomes increasingly apparent, many people looking for a guiding story. So we're gonna go here, over here, you know, the, you know, this is what's going down, here's what's coming up, you know, come on over here to sane reverence. Standing Rock was great that way, yes. because they sent out the story invitation going, if you're a libertarian, this is about non-eminent domain, if you're whatever the thing is, here's where we, here's where we go, and this is about manners. Um, and also their wise changing of the word protester to protector, a good upgrade, because protester mm -hmm. means to grab your balls. Um, I mean, that's literally what it means. It means to grab your balls and affirm something, pro, you know, for, and test, testes from Leviticus. Um, wow. you know, and um, so, we, so protector, really good. Right now, you know, the, the sun and moon are in cancer. The moon is moving closer and closer again while we're, while we're convening right now. Um, Mercury is, is, is in Cancer, Mars is in Cancer, Mars is at 12 degrees Cancer, which is where the sun was when this country was founded on July 4th, 1776. Mm. So we can spiral. Uh, Dion Fortune said the purpose of ritual magic is to spiral blessings and expanded wisdom and tolerance into collective mind. And so there's a lot of resonance right now. We go Mars, Mars, right on the US sun. Mars in the underworld, meaning we don't see Mars anymore. Mars is in the underworld remembering what it is to be a hero. And it's in the realm of cancer, which is the hero is he or she who protects life, protects life. And it is right on top of um, the US, uh, somewhere, um, the US Jupiter. <laughs> um, so it's like, okay, in the memosphere, spiraling things out there into the memosphere. Many, many ways to be effective. 
You know, and if Jupiter in Libra says, you know, I will make you wealthy, and what do you want to feel like, and what do you want to feel like to others, you know, consider, which means with the stars, you know, if we would all like to be influential, uh, irresistibly influential, you know, hey, come this way, here we go. So, which is, see, the difference from finger-wagging, which we'll, we'll get to because we get to throw things into the cauldron, you know, um, which is a blocking thing. And remember, Ursula Le Guin says, we strengthen whatever we resist, right? Because resistance is always against. And I think resistance is a good beginner word, but, but we want to keep moving, right? Because there's no prison for the unexpected. You want to keep moving, you want to keep moving, you want to keep moving. So resistance, yeah, like anger is good as a start, but then you want to cook it into desire. So you're angry about this, what do you want? What do you want? You know, is that, that dynamic. So, um, so Lauren Isley says, one does not meet oneself until one catches the reflection from an eye other than human. Right? We need all these beings. Um, you know, the, the, the gaze of a, of a whale is, moves everyone to incredible, like, oh my God. You know, the, the gaze of, of a coyote, the gaze of, the, these, this is food. And, and just a little bit of coyote etiquette that I've learned from Stella. Um, squealing um, is not... Um, recommended if you meet a pack of coyotes. Eek, eek, because they're like, we will help your race by eliminating you. Um, <clears throat> eek, eek. And, and little wimpy things, you know. Um, you know, so often at, at uh, you know, Bioneers Conference, bless their hearts, uh, you know, I love them very much in case they're listening. Um, but, um, um, but, but often there's something wonderful and people go, woo, woo. And Stella goes, I eat those people. Um, so... Yeah, you know, it's like, um, but um, yeah, the eye, the gazing, the gazing, this is all food and nutrient. You know, uh, planets, this new moon in Cancer is all about what nourishes us and how do we nourish others. Uh, and our word culture, if we look it up in a good dictionary, the first three, four, five definitions are all what do we grow? What do we plant? Um, and then even in a Petri dish. And then way down by analogy is culture what do we metaphorically encourage and grow in our metaphoric gardens as well as our <laughs> literal ones? So, yeah, so, so squealing, mm -hmm. no. Uh, woo, woo. Um, so, um, <laughs> Lauren Isley says, if there's magic on this planet, it's contained in water. You go, ooh. So here we are near water. Again, solstice is where Legba hands the baton to Yamaya, Osh you know, and uh, Big Mama, Big Mama, water, water, the waters of the sea. Uh, associated also with Neptune dreams and vision. We go, well, what, what species would pollute the collective water supply? Uh, for as long as we've had imagination, human imagination has been tied to the ocean. You know, um, so it says, well, a species that had forgotten its mythology of conscious kinship. So only the healing of imagination can allow us to heal the ocean, and only the healing of the ocean can allow us to heal our imaginations. We go, ah. Um, so every time, we, this is Lauren Isley, every time we walk along a beach, some ancient urge disturbs us so that we find ourselves shedding shoes and garments or scavenging among seaweed and whitened timbers like the homesick refugees of a long war. Mm. And just uh, late ancestor Jim Lewis, great astrological ally, um, uh, wrote a book on Ulysses and, and uh, America. And when Ulysses is sailing for home, and, and the Odyssey is a manual for how you take <coughs> veterans home, it takes 12 years. You know, it takes 12 years to return from war on every kind of level. Mm -hmm. But um, Ulysses keeps getting thrown off course and he's like, oh, 
Um, and finally, Tiresias, the blind prophet in the underworld, explains it to him and says, you have offended Neptune, the god of the sea. You blinded his son, the Cyclops. So here's what you have to do. You have to take an oar, a symbol of the sea, and walk it inland to where nobody's ever seen the sea before. And this is Greece, right? So you have to walk a long way. And there, build a temple to the god who's been oppressing you, which mm. is an interesting clue, right? So he does. He takes an oar, a symbol of the sea, walks it inland, and somebody says, is that a piece of a windmill? He goes, this is the spot. Uh, and he builds a temple to the god who's been oppressing him, um, Neptune, and it works. Again, Neptune dreams, vision, water, water reflects a reverse image. You know, your adversary can become your protector. And by building a temple to the god who's been oppressing him, it works, and uh, Neptune sends him sweet winds and he sails for home. Um, so that's, that's just something, again, to to ponder as a mystery, going, what would it mean in my own life to build a temple to the God who's been oppressing me? Hmm, mm. hmm. You know, and to turn the adversary into an ally, what would that mean? And in the imaginative realms, you know, the backstage realms are such a useful and fruitful place to play. Um, it's as though, you know, we all have our, our magic skills, um, and sometimes we notice growing up that people don't, so we tie one hand behind our back and then forget and go, God, life is really hard with one arm. Um, and then we go, wait a minute, I have another arm. It's my magic arm full of many potencies, the wheel and deal, you know, negotiate backstage, which is a powerful place. We call backstage the green room. It comes from Greek theater because it was sacred to Dionysus, the green man. So every actor, regardless of their role on stage, would, before they went on, dedicate themselves to the flora and fauna of this earth. And that's why we call it the green room, even though it's mm -hmm. usually beige these days. Um, but it, <laughs> but it's, it's, that, it's that theme in all of us of tracking, tracking everything back to its originating, liberating impulse of meaning before it got hoodwinked you know, and bamboozled and snookered. What did this want to be, this mm -hmm. person, this event? this thing, this green room. What did it want to be? How do we track it back, track it back? Um, that's why language, uh, Alegba's realm, is also part of our magic skills. Uh, I, you know, I'm always doing etymology, and I love meeting other word mavens, and recently somebody said um, the etymology of the word charisma, and I go, ooh, oh, what? She goes, well, it comes from charis, from which we get Eucharist and charity and cur, heart, and in Shakespeare, Cordelia, dedicated heart. So, the, so true charisma is a charitable heart. We go, mm. ah, it's not the swagger, right? So mm. we, we, we love that. Um, so um, the journey is difficult, says Lauren Isley, immense. We will travel as far as we can, but we cannot in one lifetime see all that we would like to see or learn all that we hunger to know. Go, ah. You know, again, just the, 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 the honor of breathing, of being alive, and curiosity. You know, and Jupiter would uh, encourage us all as, as well in this quality of generosity. And Jupiter says, what is the one way of relating to the world and everything in it that is guaranteed replenishing and never depleting? And Jupiter says, blessing. You know, may it go well for you. And it can be fierce blessing. We're allowed to set in motion anything of which we would be the happy recipients. So mm -hmm. we, we check on that. You know, we go, mm, you know, may it be that all humans have an increasing empathic experience of the effect of their actions on others. We go, ooh, every styrofoam cup, every plastic thing, every, mm -hmm. are we willing to do that? Mm -hmm. you know, and you might want to lead us in Ashe. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, so, let's do that, so, Ashe. Yeah, Ashe. Right, so Come just, on. Yeah, so, so if, if you're up for that, you, 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 know, you just follow Ami by saying Ashe. Yeah? That's right, Ashe. Ashe. That's it. That's it. 
Ashe, which is a powerful word. It means may the word be manifest so, you know, and this is a powerful time, so why fool around? Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> Ashe. Ashe, exactly. Yay. Exactly. Uh, and feel free, you know, joke. Um, uh, if it should turn out, says Lauren, that we have mishandled our own lives as several civilizations before us have done, it seems a pity that we should involve the violet and the tree frog in our departure. Mm. Right. Ashe. Ashe. <laughs> Though men in the mass forget the origins of their needs, they still bring wolfhounds into city apartments where dog and man sit brooding in wistful discomfort. Right? And then here's the magic that gleams an instant between Argos the dog and Odysseus is both the recognition of diversity and the need for affection across the illusions of form. It is nature's cry to homeless, far-wandering, insatiable man. Do not forget your brethren, nor the green wood from which you sprang. To do so is to invite disaster. Mm, ashe for real ashe. right there. Yeah. And when men become greater than nature, nature which gave us birth will respond, right? Ashe. So we, we know that you know, in nature, when conflicting forces come together, nature creates a spiral to resolve it. You know why meteorological friends of mine, when I say, what do hurricanes want? He says, they want what we all want. They want peace. They're taking you know, conflicting forces and trying to move them to the North Pole. So the increasing storms that we have, and we're heading into more, are speaking to us, as everything is, you know, that, of the enormous imbalance of what we've set forth. Um, but, but also just, you know, we, we, we uh, believe nothing. We entertain possibilities. Late great ancestor Marcelino Santero Mm. remembers when he was in Cuba with his uh, Santera grandmother. Uh, she was making tea for him and cookies, and out the window uh, he saw a tornado forming. And she just, you know, was making tea and cookies, and she just took scissors and went snip, snip, and he saw the tornado dissipate. Right? <laughs> oh. Now, it takes more than a weekend workshop to do that, but, um, <laughs> but, but just, just keep it in mind, experiment, experiment, experiment. Um, Nice, I gotta remember that one. Yeah, exactly, yeah, that's right. We are, and then Lauren, actually the, the last beautiful thing, we are rag dolls made out of many ages and skins, changelings who have slept in wood nests or hissed in the uncouth guise of waddling amphibians. We have played such roles for infinitely longer than we have been men. Our identity is a dream. We are process, not reality, for reality is an illusion of the daylight, the light of our particular day. Mm, ashe. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, beautiful Lauren Isley. So, um, so, so voodoo and transactional spirituality, I mean, I love this. It is, it, it's, it's not, um, I mean, we love everything, you know, and everybody according to their affinity. Um, so, you know, animism, animism is not uh, really about Buddhist transcendence, when can we leave this veil of tears and, you know, step off, you know, or, you know, or even if it's Hinayana honky, personal salvation. It's, it's more incarnational sensuality. You know, um, and it is this wheel and deal. Like, again, Stella was really good at this. Um, wheel and deal. Um, she would steal two leather gloves um, and then sometimes drop one in front of us going, what are you offering for the other one, right? <laughs> so we go, how about some pate? She goes, only one? And you go, all right, two or three. Okay. And she'd bring, and she'd bring the other glove back, you know. And also... <clears throat> You know, since we have a relentless war on life going on, you know, what are po positive qualities of relentless? Stella was relentless. You know, um, and um, give me that, give me that, give me that. Just <clears throat> um, and um, uh, and the only creature I ever saw defeat her, meaning she didn't kill it, <clears throat> was a praying mantis. You know, um, 
you know, praying man, like just, you know, Kung Fu praying mantis thing. I mean, she came up to it and, and it did its Kung Fu thing. And see, coyotes also come around from the back, right? And they nip your little ankles. And that's why dogs know that coyotes are not dogs. This is not in the dog handbook, this creeping around and biting ankles. Um, you know, um, and, and so, but, but Stella couldn't get behind it. Again, think of this, our spiraling Aikido. She couldn't get behind it. You know, for like a half hour, she tried to kill this thing and it, and it was doing its thing. And then she actually bowed and trotted off, right? And it's like, she was like, you, you'll be cool. Snip, so, snip. So, 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 so keep that dynamic nice. as well. So, um, yeah, so this, this wheel and deal again backstage, you know, may all of our relations with every dog, with every human, with every plant be one of reciprocal blessing. May it go well for you, may it go well for you. Um, we, we give up this, we get that. And with Stella, because she lived 19, and people would often say, how long do coyotes live? And I go, how long did your grandparents live? That's a kind of rude question. Um, but, um, but, 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 which is a little unfair of me. But, um, but, um, uh, but, you know, we've never had a, a coyote so loved and also so offered free range. She loved coconut water as well as, you know. And in the, in the, in the last days, um, uh, she was particularly fond of chia pudding, chia seed pudding. She was like, give me another chia seed pudding, you know. Um, and so when, when she got her diagnosis in November, the vet said she's going to die, you know, in a day or two, right? Because she had a, a tumor that had fractured her shoulder. And uh, he said it's not operable and the pain will be terrible and, you know, just tell us when to give her a shot. But, you know, Stella, it's, it's like uh, we don't have to accept anything, right? Um, I, I love uh, friend Pat Spears, great Native American leader, was, was dying um, on the Lakota reservation, and the doctors gave him like two months to live, and his great friend Bob Goff said, Pat, as long as I've known you, you've never been on time for anything. <laughs> no, why, why start now? And he, and he was like, yeah. And he got, so with, with Stella, I go, well, part of our deal is I've never you know, been imposing, constraining certainty on liberating mystery. What, what do you want? Autonomy is a sacrament, as, as much as is possible. You know, and so she didn't like the painkiller drugs at all. Uh, she was like, this wipes me out and separates me from my spirit. Um, so I go, well, what do I have here in this drawer? Some really heavy-duty medical cannabis. She's like, yeah, let's go for that. Um, so yeah, and it took a while to get the dosage right um, because uh, I go, oh, how are you doing? I, I'm, you know, are you dying or stoned? She, I'm really stoned. <laughs> Oops, sorry, sorry about that. Um, so we just, we just, you know, I was just, you know, cooking organic buffalo with sweet potatoes and broccoli, and she's like, yeah, and you know, and or, and medical cannabis and turmeric and you know, and I really loved ministering. It was a sweet part of our lives. And she got really, you know, she got six months of really good play out of it. And a lot of things happened, which reminds us what happens when we have a safe old age. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and, and what I got to say to her was our deal is paying off. You know, at the beginning, we both gave up a lot. She would have wanted to run 60 miles, but I had to keep her safe from the authorities. Um, and she loved to escape and, and to stay just out of reach, going, you know, come here, you little... Um, <clears throat> but... Um, uh, so, but, but the safe old age, you know, is, is a great uh, evolutionary assist because all kinds of qualities of intelligence began to unfold in her that were unique. You know, and again, what, what happens with a safe old age? She got more psychic. Um, her, um, as her, some of her senses diminished, other ones really opened up. She invented restorative yoga. Um, it, was, it was very, uh, very adorable. She would, you know, leap under the bed for really right up until the last days, and she'd put a little pillow under her leg and a little pillow under her head and one under there, and I'd go, that is so cute. And she'd go, ah, 
<laughs> um, she, she liked to and then laugh. Uh, she liked to, she liked to um, creep up behind people sitting in a group and just snip any strap that she could find. Their, their sandals, remove straps from their purses, and then back away and just watch the fun when people were like, what, what, what has happened that amused her a lot? Um, uh, 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 you know, coyote humor. Um, you're listening to a pre-recorded TNS event with Caroline Casey. So, you know, um, so again, you know, it was all wheel and deal, you know, and again, for all of us to go, you know, it's like, it's like when I spent a uh, summer a million years ago, well, the summer that, that uh, Nixon was impeached, yeah. <laughs> um, mm. I, was, I was at Findhorn, um, and um, remember, uh, as Mark Twain says, history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. <laughs> And, and I do love from that era a uh, great bumper sticker that said, impeach the cocksacker. Um, and so we go, the <clears throat> Archibald Couch. Um, but, I, but so I was, I was at Fintorn when, when Nixon was impeached and living with the gardeners and the beekeepers. And so I go, well, what do the bees get out of this? And they go, well, nature is very harsh, especially in the north of Scotland. And sometimes in nature, you know, bees don't make enough to survive. So we cut a deal with them. You know, we take their excess, but we guarantee that they will have safety and always have enough to get through. And the bees were cool with that, you know? And, and they walked in without nets or, I mean, anything. And so it's all like, what do I get from this? And how do I get from this, this transactional spirituality? Um, so, so, yeah, so I think it's time for Witch Doctor, mm-hmm. um, just to kind of honor the voodoo, spicy, you know, creative, disobedient, a surprising magic that is within us all. <laughs> and, you know, this was actually a song, I don't know if I told you this part, that um, my family, we did our first trip to Trinidad and Tobago, and there was this, sp- this singer named Sparrow, which is perfect for today. And uh, he would sing this song, and the first time I heard it, I was like, that's what I am. I'm a witch doctor. I had no idea. So this is the song. Hey, they call me the witch doctor from a land afar, specialize in Obia. My real name is Papagua. As the drums begin to play and me ring me bell, everybody clear the way, me casting me spell. And him is singing now, Roger. Something in the pots. A little bit of mud and eagle's claw, donkey's blood and a rabbit's paw. One black hand, piece of golden tread, a piece of hair from a dead man's head. And who do me wrong? Him get the biggest so foot in town. And him is singing now, Roger. Put something in the pot. Yes, time to put some tea in the pot. Is that the last line? Put some tea well, in the pot. I, I think you know, uh, you know, uh, dangerous times call for experimentation. You know, and the word "nice" comes from "nescient," which means ignorant. Right? Mm. So just, you know, words, are, we can still use it, but we want to know, we want to know what we're saying, you know, so it's not about being, 
It's about being kind, but not necessarily nice, right? So mm. here's a little spiciness. And again, you know, there's no prison for the unexpected. So this idea of trickster medicine, trickster medicine is, is the keeper of democracy. And, and the creator of Accord, you know, I say this a lot, but here it is again, you know, I just, because it's so useful. Um, I go to the underworld, I, go, I went to the Republican convention, I went to the Democratic convention, underworlds of a kind. Um, uh, many useful things, but see, if we use our harumphitude composter, which we all have, it's under your chair, you can take it away with you, it's invisible, and it folds up to nothing, but you can pull it out at any time, because communication and story are only useful after we've composted our harumphitude. Because otherwise, you know, it's, it's like when Scorpios or Scorpio Rising say, you know, I was very nice to that person and they flipped out. We go, no, there's more going on. I was very nice to that person inside. I was going, you dingbat. You know, and they, everybody gets everything, right? So, so, so if you're nice, like, hi, how are you? Um, <clears throat> uh, we're all complicitously directing the movie. And as a, you know, I wonder why I would have directed the movie that way. So, um, mm -hmm. So this idea of uh, you know, composting harumphitude, very important. Um, and it's a way of not getting snookered into polarity, which is one of our um, crucial skills, uh, to be storytellers, to be influential, to be agents of liberating, liberating. Mm -hmm. you know, so um, so at, the, at, uh, at CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference, where I went to meet all the Dementors, uh, to go, um, <laughs> are there allies available? And remember, whatever we speak to one another, is the part of them we're inviting to dance with the corresponding part of ourselves, right? So the reason we want to discern but not judge, which is imprisoning, mm. is that when we judge, we're inviting the least evolved part of somebody to dance with the least evolved part of us, mm. never pretty, right? Mm. So these are all aspirational, experimental guidelines to play with and to practice and to kind of take away. So, so I, I saw these uh, Ayn Rand right-wing economists, you know, some from Austria at the, and I was like, and it's like, Rumpfertube composter, Rumpfertube composter. Um, and, they, and they really were, they were following their Austrian leader who really, had, he had like a black eye patch and he really looked, <coughs> <coughs> central casting, everything is like central casting now. Um, but I composted a Rumpfertube and they came up to me and I really look like I look all the time pretty much. And they were like, you, who are you? And I said, I'm Coyote Network News. I'm a mythological news service for the trickster redeemer within us all. Yes, yes, yes. And, and they said, that is so cool, right? <laughs> so now we're in woof, woof, wanna play. If I'd said I'm an environmentalist, feminist, you know, the astrologer, wait, wait, no. Um, right, but, but see, the unexpected, well, and, and you know, let us all, this is the, we're in the feeling, Cancerian, beginning of summer realm, you know, um, you know, the, the feeling is, is all crucial, and we want to move our emotional default setting to woof, woof, want to play. Mm. And if somebody doesn't want to play, uh, we, we keep going. We keep spiraling, right? And if we take offense that somebody doesn't want to play, it wasn't really an offering. Mm. Is our manner of relating an offering serves liberation, or an imposition serves tyranny, no matter what label we stick on our butts? Um, you know, and so again, to, to, to react to anything is not free. Or, or to cultivate an ever-expanding repertoire of responses, you know, is to be allied with nature's evolutionary ingenuity. You know, many, and, and that's why, you know, um, you know again, in, in all tense situations, we wanna be, may everyone here be a liberating trickster. Uh, my, my colleague, Vermin Supreme, who runs for office every now and then as a satirical candidate, um, was, was good, and then not so good, but you know, because you, you have to really be authentic to pull it off. 
But in Cleveland, he was great because he said, you know, protesters or protectors, really, you know, um, but cops on bicycles coming to pin them in. And he goes, you got to disrupt fear because fear always plays into tyranny. So as the cops started to corral the protectors, um, Vermin grabs the, the, uh, the microphone and, and says, or the megaphone, and says to the cops, remember to do it like we rehearsed it, lads, which, which, which sowed some confusion in, in everyone, right? So again, it disrupts, it disrupts the, it, you know, all it takes is one disruption of the story and it liberates everybody. You know, and then he began to go, you cops on the left, your, your bicycles are, are not in order. And, and they began to be, now they were third graders in school. They were like, oh, oh. And then when it got tense at another time, he had the crowd chant, give the cops a raise, give the cops a <laughs> That's spectacular. It's really, well, <laughs> keep all these things and make up your own, you know, and, you know, and see, it's the backstage dedication, so when things are hot right there, you have things already yes. there, you know, and we're also spiraling them into the memosphere, so unexpected is available, you know, to liberate everybody. Um, so, and then when the, the Westboro Baptist Church was there going, you're all sodomites and sinners and drug addicts, and Berman said, those are my voters. Um, and, you know, and it cracked, it cracked the, the cops up as well. You know, again, laughter, disruption, disrupting the narrative, you know, again, it, it's very trickster, it's very coyote to do that. Mm. You know, and that's why also uh, in, in, uh, in Cleveland, you know, meeting people that one would normally, like, oh, Trump voters, and I'm going, So talking to, you know, Alabama delegate, you know, going, want to play a game? Yes, I love games, okay? Um, so I go, well, I have a list of quotes, and some are from ISIS, which is really Daesh, and some are from Trump, and you tell me which is which. Okay. <laughs> Right? You can't tell the difference. You, you, because I will give to you the greatest change you've always wanted. Oh, that's diet. Now that's Trump. Oh, got me. He, he laughed, right? He, he laughed. Um, you know, and we, we must destroy the world and root out corruption. With, you know, that's, no, that's Daesh. Um, ha. Okay, every time he laughed, going, ha. Huh. Because it's, it's essential to understand that Trump is ISIS. Is, I, I don't like using that term, um, ISIS, but, but he is Daesh. D destroy things, destroy things. It's, it's, the same, it's the same dynamic, you know, and tyranny needs terrorism. I mean, it's a completely complicitous dynamic. You know, the Mossad, you know, created Hamas. I mean, it's, it's, all, it's all complicitous in some way. So we want to disrupt that. You know, um, and there is, a, you know, this, the deep magic available tonight you know, again, these are things to practice all summer. Um, but, you know, we, we have a, a, a mythological cauldron here, there we go, um, into which we want to throw things. Um, so, you know, it says, the world's on fire, let's be the bomb, B-A-L-M, B-A-L-M. Um, you know, beauty and destruction are neck and neck, we're betting on beauty, we're betting on beauty. Um, and so this, this night is also a great time of, you know, internal dedication through, to take it through this summer. You know, Internal dedication strengthens our signal. So we're more likely to have these opportunities and to be danced into place where we can do the most good, have the most fun, connect with allies with a shared vision. So, um, so things that we might want to throw into the cauldron. Um, you know, it's like you know, I had this great trip to Egypt and I posted some wonderful photos taken by my great guide in Luxor, Marianne. Um, 
you know, and, and one is of me in front of Queen Hatshepsut's, you know, there. And yes, I am holding a plastic bottle of water because uh, <laughs> that's all the water there is in, in Egypt, which is terrible. And it's all owned by Coca-Cola and we don't approve. Mm. But, but, but somebody made a comment going, do you know how bad that is? Do you know how bad plastic is in the world? Do you know? Um, and I, I, I prevent by saying, do you know how harmful your bleeping attitude is? Um, but, um, <laughs> um, but, but I, I did say, you know, um, your wizardry would be far more effective than your finger wagging. Right? Mm. Um, and as you, as an efficient you know, storyteller and guide in this important realm in which we all want to do the impossible thing, remember, trickster can do impossible things, um, which is to, to transform from plastic economy. So we, we might want to throw, you know, are we willing to throw finger wagging into the cauldron? Yeah. Throw finger wagging into the cauldron. You know, and, and ladle out wizardry, wizardry, mm. right? And again, guiding, hey, over here, you know. Mm. And see again, did you know, if asked in a tonally inviting, offering kind of way, is very liberating. Mm. Because nobody really minds being asked, did you know? You know, um, and so the more informed we are, the more effective storytellers as well. Um, mm. So, um, yes, things that Stella would bite. Um, um, well, all complaining, actually. Uh, Stella liked to bite mm -hmm. all complaining. If people were like, oh, you know, oh, my life is so hard, she would bite those people. Um, <laughs> um, I, you know, and, even, and even me, you know, in the, in the, in the, in, for the longest time, I feared her death. And, and I would go, and, oh, and what will I do with her beautiful little body? You know, will I bury it or cremate it? She'd bite me. Just, and I go, right, right. I'd, she'd snap me out of it. Going, I, I liked living with an animal that would bite me. Um, I, I really enjoyed that. Um, you know, it's not for everyone and maybe not all the time, but, um, but, but, it, but it, was, it was like, right, good. You know, no sentimentality, grief, but no sentimentality. And also just that quality of, you know, here, 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 not anticipatory dread. So maybe, maybe we throw anticipatory dread into the cauldron. Yeah. Right, because what she was reminding me of is, you know, now, what will I do with your body? And, and when it came to, to deal with her body, you know. It's like when we fear, like, oh, what will it be like to have this happen or, or to be this age? And when you get there, you go, it's cool. Yeah. Um, it's okay. We, we, we know when it arrives, but the <laughs> anticipatory dread. Um, so, um, yeah, so how about, how about would we be willing to throw all complaining into the cauldron? And what's, um, you know, and then ladle out inviting, mm. inviting in the desirable, inviting in the desirable. Ah, oh, there we go. Because um, complaining turns one into prey. You know, um, I mean, games that Stella and I would play, you know, if I'd go, I, I would sometimes pretend to complain, like, oh, whaley, 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 oh, whaley, 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 and she's like, I'll kill you, okay. Um, you know, um, because, because now you sound like prey. Similarly, like, woo, woo, or eek, eek, that's, uh, that sounds like prey, you know, and, um, you know, and the predator-prey dynamic is, is a great engine of evolution on this planet. Um, uh, it, it is, you know, everybody gets smarter, prey, you know, predators always consistently smarter. Um, but, but, um, but even Darwin knew that the predator-prey dynamic was, is one of the great engines of evolution on this planet, but it does leave out altruism. Um, and altruism is this Neptunian realm that we're all in this dream together, you know, mm -hmm. and that we want, want to throw everything into the cauldron, you know, between us and dedication to collective well-being. And, and to throw 
what we think of as politics into the cauldron and ladle out what did it want to be, dedication to collective well-being, kind of mm. ladled out. Mm -hmm. um, so I also liked a, um, a friend of mine was, said he was really angry at his body for failing him. Um, and I go, well, which came first, you know? Um, but, and he was playful, to, willing to go that way. But I go, well, let's change the anger into desire. What do you desire for your body? What do you want? So how about we throw anger into the cauldron and, and ladle out desire, ah, desire. What do we want? What do we want? You know, it's like the last time I was here, I, I was um, sharing something I, I, I quite like, which was, you know, being at so many groups where people are talking about their trauma, my trauma, my trauma, my trauma. Remember, we, we, um, we worship what we say, right? And we strengthen it. Um, so people, and, and sometimes I would go, what is your trauma? And they're like, I don't know, I can't remember, but I know I have one, and it's bigger than anybody else's, you know, you know suffering, suffering competition, Trauma you know, Olympics. Yeah, which is why, again, better, better a trickster than a martyr is always a good way to go, but, um, so, so I was working with a number of people going trauma, trauma, and go, well, how about next time you're tempted to use the word trauma, you replace it with the phrase, my dangerous, beautiful assignment. Mm -hmm. You know, that everything that we've been through that is hard, that's part one. The next part is to brew medicine from that that's good for everyone who may undergo that as well. It's our dangerous, beautiful assignment. We all want a mission. We all want a story. Everything, every animal, every plant, we all want a story. You know, um, when I go out the door, I go, I'm leaving, I'm leaving dogs, but I'm counting on you to keep the temple going. They're like, oh, okay. Uh, everybody wants a story. And, you know, you're doing such a good job of being a dog. I always say to dogs when I meet, they're like, oh, um, you're doing such a good job. So, um, uh, so we love that. So, um, so we're turning, you know, fear and complaint Fear and complaint. Yeah. Fear, fear, and, fear and complaint into magnetizing invitation fueled by animated desire. Okay. Ooh, so nice. So let's, let's do that. Let's do that one yeah, more time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let, let's let's uh, let's throw fear and complaint into the cauldron and ladle out, you know, magnetizing invitation fueled by animated desire. You know, what is it we want? What is it we want? So you know, much more fun. So much more fun. So much more um, fun. Yeah, and again, you know, this solstice, stand still. You know, let's throw into the cauldron all the times in the past where we might have been teased off of center. Mm. Uh, you know, and, and we ladle out the, the Aikido, again, that says, do not stare at your enemy's eyes. You know, he will mesmerize you or his weapon, he will terrify you. Create your own magnetic field, mm. and then you can stand anywhere you like. You know, and for, for us to create a, a field of the desirable, mm -hmm. so that's really good. So, um, um, so I like. Uh, let, let's, uh, for the fun of it, maybe uh, um, you know, prediction into the cauldron. Prediction because it comes from the word predicament, almost always a negative thing. Prediction oh. into the cauldron, and and ladle out prophecy, um, which is you know, uh, informed, informed. You, we got to know how horrible it is for sure. It's not like everything's great. We got to know how terrible it is. You know, it's the five act structure of storytelling. Act one is here we are. Act two is off we go. Act three is oops. Act four is evil. And act five <laughs> is the wedding, the kiss, the redemption. You, you got to earn the whole thing. Wow. You know, um, you, you got to go to act four, evil, you know, to, to go to the wedding and the redemption. So you can't skip that part. Um, but you don't want to um, just stay in act four either. You know, because so many of our progressive team are like, 
You know, if you knew how terrible things are, you wouldn't, you know, believe in the goodness of, you know, it was like, no, we, we, we do. We do know how bad things are, and there's a flag on that play, because condescension means we all go down together. But we're, we're just uh, conjuring the desirable as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, because Neptune, dreams and vision is stationing now, right? So nothing is certain, right? And, and a wonderful word for not certain is mystery. You know, and in small and large circumstances, everything is mysterious now. And so it says, well, wonder is a sacrament. You know, because when we wonder, you know, we, we turn our body into a beseeching chalice of magnetizing inquiry, right? Um, we're, we're inviting, we wonder what the hell is, and it attracts the lightning of intuition, you know, of revelation. Um, so, um, you know, cooperating with, with mystery is advantageous now, and wonder is a sacrament. Um, dynamic bemusement in the center of the storm uh, is, is, is fun that way. Um, I, I did, you know, again, we're, we're all teasing from even the most deeply personal of circumstances and of larger working principles. So, um, so even when Stella was dying, and I have one slightly introverted cat whose siblings have died, but she misses not having anybody to hiss with, uh, to hiss at. And so I thought, well, maybe, you know, I'm just back from Egypt and Abyssinian cats. So, so I, went, I went through um, uh, an adoption process to adopt this half, you know, Abyssinian cat. And I interviewed him. And I filled out two weeks of paperwork. And I go, do I get a Korean baby with this as well? I mean, it was really extensive. Um, and then the woman came with the cat, you know, and I'd, t- I'd got a name for it, Amun. Amun means mystery. And I told all the animals, you know, Amun Ra is coming. That's really good. So the woman came with the cat, and she, she'd never seen anything quite like my house, uh, apparently. Um, uh, it was not in her, in her ken. It was sort of like the Rocky Horror Show to her. Like, and she goes, no, you have a dog door, you know, cat. And I go, I can keep it closed. You know, and she was like, I don't believe you. Uh, and then as she, as she kind of ricocheted around, like, you know, you know, voodoo posters and, uh, you know, uh, entheogenic plant sacraments and a uh, poster, a poster, um, and the Egyptian Book of the Dead and, you know, Christianity and magic mushrooms. Uh, and she was like, whoa. And, it, and she's like, no, you can't have this cat. Now, because I really wanted that cat, right, I, I was off balance. I was in polarity going, and it reminded me of every mean headmistress, bad part of my mother going, would you like this? No, I don't think so. And I was like, oh, no, I really want this cat. Um, no, don't take the cat away. And, and as, a, as a florist, she stepped outside my house, and, you know, it's full of creative stuff, you know. And she, with a sweep of her hand that encompassed the house and me, she said, I don't like any of this. <laughs> And I was like, whoa, wow. ooh, that was really intense. Um, and, um, and so I was like, cauldron. Ooh, what, a, what, a, what a strange thing. Well, no, it was part of the mystery play. It was like, whoa. And then, you know, Facebook was outraged on my behalf going, and we'll adopt the cat and sneak it to you. And I go, no, she's a psychic bad witch. We're not going to do anything. Um, and then, you know, polarity makes us forget our magic. And I'm like, okay, maybe not the right timing, maybe not the right cat. Whatever is truly ours will end its way. Right, right, right. And so, so I did, uh, you know, come back into dynamic bemusement. And um, uh, going, right, let, let go of control, right? Because we let go of control, you know, so power can come on in. And, um, and I had um, been in conversation with many Abyssinian cat people, and they're like, no, we don't have anything. Um, but I got an email right after I let go of control um, from a really great guy who said, you know, we said there wouldn't be any Abyssinian kitties until December, uh, but one just became available. And I go, oh, 
Um, kismet, perhaps it's kismet, which means something faded that's good that wants to happen. I go, and that might be a good name for a cat. Um, I go, ah. Um, but, but I did attain dynamic bemusement. Um, and so, you know, in the spirit of Stella Coyote, who knows no shame and is always in favor of wheeling and dealing and marketing, um, you know, I just, uh, <clears throat> I do, I do, I did bring a picture of this particular cat, and I told the breeder, and I know, yes, we should all rescue cats, and I will rescue cats, but this is a cat that's kismet that, I, that I'm buying. Um, and I said, oh, I will go on the road, and I will, I, and, and Stella Coyote seems to have sent the cat, uh, because it's the closest cat to a coyote possible. Um, and I said that I would, uh, I would uh, shamelessly put this bowl out, um, and you can afterwards come up and help, help, uh, help the, the, uh, the, this is kismet that came out of, that came out of uh, the turmoil into the right thing. She's on our way here. And this is a magnetizing bowl. Uh, this message was approved of by Stella Coyote. Uh, she's like, promote yourself, promote yourself for God's sake. You know, what, a, what is this shame you, you humans have? So that's there for later if you want to donate. Stella Coyote would be very amused by that. Um, but I love, um, in, in, in the Arabian Nights, um, they, they often begin by saying, Kanya Makan, which means it was and it was not. So right now it says the protoplasm of reality is especially receptive to imaginative imprint. Again, what do we not, what do we, what do we desire? What do we desire? So it's this powerful time, you know, unraveling delusion. And, and again, may it be the powerful blessing. May it be that anything up to no good be revealed, rendered harmless, and become an occasion for mirth in the fullness of time. Um, so, uh, and may it be in the, in the mystery of death, you know, that when we see so much destruction around us, uh, when the Bamiyan Buddhas were destroyed, uh, when the beautiful city of Palmyra was destroyed, a, a city dedicated to expansive tolerance, when the beautiful city of Baghdad was described, destroyed, when the beautiful mosque in Mosul last week was destroyed. And we say, well, may it be then that the beautiful prayer you know, embodied in that dedicated form be liberated to waft around the world by the destruction of its form. Yes, that's you know? mm. may, may, yeah. may, may all death liberate the beauty of what was contained in that vessel to waft mm. into the memosphere to be of infinite good where we need it now. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I love, um, it, it's been resonant, you know, we're all in this dream together. And um, uh, I love the, the, the resonance. Uh, one of my um, great uh, allies, Rebecca, who does my scheduling, um, she, she was also, you know, when Stella Coyote died, it was very close to the death of her father. And she went to her acupuncturist who said, uh, we're going to treat the ghost points and we're like, ooh, we haven't heard about this in acupuncture. Tell your acupuncturist. Um, and then, so there's ghost points, right? And, and, um, and she said, Rebecca said that when the, the ghost points were treated, she saw a green dragon arising, and it made her stand up taller. And I'm like, ooh, you know, ghost points and green dragons emerging. That's fun. It, it's like, the, again, the pagans say that wherever we have scars in our body is where power comes in. We go, good reframe, good frame. It's our, it's our dangerous, beautiful assignment. Um, so the green dragon ghost points are expanding our palette with which we paint reality. Going, ooh. And we want to do that now as we honor animals, our kin, 
You know, Mars is in the underworld saying, you know, it's as though the, the backstage creatures on this planet, you know, are convening and saying humans, we're going to have to either kill them or heal them. Let's try healing them first. Um, let's make everything that has ever moved humans to conscious kinship available. You know, every piece of music, every poetry, every fairy tale, every piece of knowledge available for fresh expression by everyone here. You know, whatever you have an affinity with. You know, that our lives are spiritual detective novels and everything with which we have an affinity is a clue to be honored and wondered about. You know, um, so the animals that we'll, we'll play with, and Ami's going to lead us in a great song, but uh, another wonderful ancestor, Margot Adler, who was a witch and a radio person, a radio witch, um, you know, and the wonderful pagan chant, which I won't uh, attempt to, you know, but it's just fur and feathers, scale and skin, different without but the same within, many a, many a body but one of soul from all creatures of the gods made whole. You know, and... Um, it's uh, my beautiful friend Deborah Felmuth, who lives in Syria for until very recently. Um, aha! It's very nice. The wolves are announcing it is the new moon. It's the new moon right now. Ah, we're here. Um, oh. And it and it's perfectly on time because now at this new moon we go. Well, what do we want to birth now together? You know, and take it with us and add texture and images and smells and scents and imagination throughout this whole summer. You know, and this uh, in magical workings, there's um, there's called uh, an egregor. Uh, an egregor is a thought form um, that one co-creates with nature. You know, um, and it and it and adds molecules to it. In World War II, the Brits uh, financed not only Bletchley Park for codebreakers, but they also financed the witches and wizards. Um, and Dion Fortune, a great ancestor ally, um, familiarized people with the term egregor, which is to take something like the Statue of Liberty and bring it alive, or something like now that we want to do and want to continue each one of us you know, through this summer. And you can join me on my Monday night calls, shameless self-promotion, if you want to do it with a, with a wolf pack, if you want to do it with a wolf pack, because uh, we'll be doing this. But, but everyone in your own autonomy, you know, um, to create uh, a container you know, um, uh, an invitational egregor comprised of everything that we love about plants and animals and rocks and minerals to be a living, powerful being ally. You know, because against all odds are the odds that Trickster likes. So there's some parts waiting backstage going, we love against all odds, now is perfect. You know, mm. invite us in, you know. Um, and all kinds of things happen, you know, again, cooperating with the super intelligences of nature you know, when, when Chevron was uh, installing its dr uh, drilling rig in the Arctic, friends of mine were there, and they saw just way on the horizon, this giant iceberg, you know, just came on the horizon and went doom, 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 right for the, right for the drilling rig, right? And, and uh, Chevron was like, this shouldn't happen, but we're skedaddling. Um, and the towboat broke down, and the towboat, towing the towboat broke down, and, um, and the, off they go. Um, but cooperating, I, I loved at Findhorn that same summer, met Donald First, who was head of the World Federalist, who talked about there were spirits in the, in the Dag Hammarskjöld meditation room at the UN. Um, he spoke, he looked like a you know, three-piece suited kind of grown-up person, but he talked about the intelligent deity of the North Atlantic. You know, mm. Everything that we have a word for has a, a kind of living intelligence, and it's playful. You know, it's again, 
you know, Terry Pratchett, wonderful animist, and, and Eddie Izzard also, you know, Jeff, the god of bad haircuts, you know, I mean, just, I mean, every, everything, the, the goddesses of stuck drawers, the, you know, um, and, and it's a whimsical way of relating to the world, you know, Terry Pratchett was such a great animist in his writings, you know, uh, a moan escaped her lips, happy to be free. I mean, everything's alive, you know, and if everything's alive and is related to as a personality, it's all negotiable. So with the animal song, uh, Ami's going to guide us to, um, to think of all the animals and the qualities of medicine that we might want to invite in and that we might want to embody. So honey badger is kind of kin to, to coyote. Honey badger is the most fearless creature on earth, with just reading about it. Great escape artist. We want to be great escape artists. And escaping gives us glee. Uh, a neighbor told me that once Stella, well, Stella was really good at lining branches up against the fence and then doing a downhill run and vaulting over the fence, and it was like, wow. Um, but a neighbor said that once he saw her vault the fence and go in his yard and sit on a tree trunk and go, nobody's chasing, and she jumped back into the yard, you know. Um, so escape artist, so honey badger has become immune to snake venom. Um, it's uh, mongooses, hedgehogs, pigs, and honey badgers are immune to snake venom. Snake venom kills 96,000 people a year. Uh, I had no idea. Um, but the way that snake venom kills is that it's got a, a molecule that fits right into the, the, the receptor of, of mammals that paralyzes breathing. And so what honey badgers have done, and those other animals as well, they've narrowed their receptors. Right? And um, because snakes are good eating for honey badgers. They're like, we love to eat poison. We love to eat snakes. Ah, 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 ah. So may we also be, you know, narrow our receptors to poison so we can eat it and feast on it. Um, so we, we get to honor a honey badger and many, many other beings. All right, animal song here. <laughs> so this is the perfect copycat song. Of course, it's a copy and a cat. So I'm going to say something. You're going to repeat after me. Okay, ready? Here we go. <clears throat> I am a fishy and I love my mother. Yeah, perfect. I am a fishy and I love my father. Perfect. Beauty above me. Beauty below me. Beauty all around me. something right there I can tell. Yeah, you.
fun of it one one more thing also to just uh, by the power of this group and this evening how about we are willing to throw all past present and future resentment into the cauldron ah! and we love our mother and father there we go um, yeah! <laughs> especially if they're frogs right and right, especially if they're frogs right exactly yeah don't take your parents seriously or personally they were just research projects um, <laughs> Uh, so all resentment, that's really exciting, you know, and uh, uh, so, right, so, so when I went to the, to the conventions, I had bumper stickers made for Coyote Network News, Flora Fauna 2016, you know, um, and every, everybody kind of liked that, but, but now I'm, I'm just with ink going, all right, 2018, all right, there we go, this time for sure. Um, so, you know, what is born this night, what is born this night, it's an experiment we're setting going for everybody to take with them. What do we want to cultivate? What's being born, this experiment? Um, and we say, well, Bodhisattva Coyote, you know, born this night, this season, this summer, you know, and Citizen Trickster, again, all the trickster ingenuity dedicated to personal and collective well-being, you know, may that be born. So, um, yeah, so what is gestating? What is being born? Uh, how do we experiment with our, you know, fabulous powers of uh, conjuring and visualization and adding texture? Um, so the word illusion comes from in ludo, in the game. Uh, delusion, deludo, out of the game. So illusion, what's, what's the most useful illusion? And then we run through it and then we create another one. Delusion takes you out of the game. Um, so 
in our finale, you know, where we wish everything well on its journey, we wish the Stella Coyote part of the world well done, well done <clears throat> between worlds ambassador. And I love um, Blake, uh, who says, uh, again, a great ancestor, Captain Cod, taught me this um, when I'd had a number of deaths and I met this homeless man who listened to my show and who quoted Blake. And he said, do you know this, Blake? He who does to himself, he who to, he who to himself does bind a joy, does winged life destroy. But he who kisses the moment as it flies shall live in eternity's sunrise. Mm. So I'll fly away. Mm -hmm. Some bright morning when this life is over, I'll fly away yeah, to that home on God's celestial shores. Said I. Uh -huh. 
Very good, sweetie. Yay. Thank you. Very good, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Go forth and be woofy. You've been listening to Caroline Casey and her Stella Coyote Memorial Summer Solstice Tour. Thank you for listening to TNS, the new school at Commonweal. The new school at Commonweal is directed by Michael Lerner. Our program coordinator is Kara Epstein. Our audio producer is Ken Adams. And our theme music is by Suzanne Ciani. Visit us online at tns.commonweal.org. That's tns.commonweal.org. Commonweal is spelled C-O-M-M-O-N-W-E-A-L. You can also find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Facebook, YouTube, and Vimeo. Thanks for listening.